everybody, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast bringing the best emerging rock and metal band stars to the best rock and metal fans out there for you guys to say, hey, I got in that band before they got big. This is awesome for bragging rights. Or to get to know all the crazy fun stories from the biggest bands I've seen today for you to go, you know, that's pretty cool. Get to know even more about these bands. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is February 14th and... Hardcore, metalcore, 90s and new metal foods, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Ooh, yeah, we got the German band Half Me on the podcast today for a lot of great stuff. But before we go into that, I want to thank our sponsor of the podcast, which is Phoenix Fitness. So, yep, we are getting back into concert season once again here in the United States because, you know, January is over. We're into February and you got to get ready for these shows because you got to be mosh pit fit. Well, especially for me. You got, you guys know me. I love jumping into mosh pits. I love doing this stuff on the daily. It's one of my favorite things, just like the podcast. So in order to make sure that I'm mosh pit fit, I got to make sure that I'm able to withstand the length of the pit from beginning to show to end, not leave, and be able to deliver those hits that I need to be able to deliver because, you know, you don't want to just be knocked around, right? So the best thing for me to do is to go to the gym and achieve those fitness goals by working out, lifting, doing a lot of cardio, putting myself in position to be mosh pit fit. But I got to make sure I'm preparing and recovering right too because that's another important part of it to be able to continue to do this day in and day out. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in is they have many different supplements and uh, products in order to help you achieve your fitness goals or be like me and get mosh pit fit. They have different types of pre-workouts, both stim and stim free. I use the stim free stuff because, well, let's be honest, I don't need any more energy than I already do. They also have their beast up your recovery compounds, help you absorb nutrients directly after your workout, types of creatine, healthy build muscle, different types of protein, whey protein, collagen protein, plant-based protein. I use their chocolate malt whey protein because, well, that stuff actually tastes pretty good, not going to lie. They have your multivitamins, living anything you might need to your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has you. So our listeners get 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Make sure to the podcast, let's get mosh pit fit. Yeah. So now on to this podcast where we talk about the brand new album Soma. It's crazy construction and the drive and tenacity that you need in order to continue to, whether it's a band, whether it's your own business, whether it's anything you want to do in life, have the drive and tenacity and enjoying the process all throughout it. Are you guys ready for this one? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. We're coming to you with a band all the way from Hamburg, Germany, and they're bringing their blend of modern metal and hardcore with a mix of like 90s new metal vibes there, which is like, okay, there's going to be a lot here, a good amount of aggressiveness, a good amount of creative sound. It's going to be fun to get into, so you're going to want to listen to it. The brand new album this band has out called Soma, which comes out on February 17th of 2023, is ready for you guys to go check out, so make sure that you know, you're ready to go listen to it when it comes out, but before that happens... We can talk to the band, get to know them, and talk about the album, and have a good time. So please welcome Chris and Chris from the band Half Me to the Podcast. So to the Chris's, welcome to the Court Progression Podcast. Hey, man. What up, what up? Hey, hey. Thanks, Thanks for, having, for us. having us, man. Thanks for being on, guys. How has everything been going in your world as of late as, you know, you're getting close to the album release date, everything's getting set up for that? How has everything been going on your end? Yeah, uh, it's pretty exciting. So it's, it's a lot of stress, a lot of uh, work to do uh, inside the band and uh, with the people we work with. But it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. So it's lot, lots of new shit um, coming, and uh, yeah, we're pretty excited to to have it uh, have it out on February seventeenth. I mean, it would be something that you have to be excited about. You know, you've got a brand new album coming out. You guys, of course, you know, it, 
if I remember correctly, this is your debut album, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first one. So now it adds, I know where it adds a little bit more to that anxiousness and that nervousness because, you know, this is the first full length that's coming out from you guys. People are actually able to get like that large sample size, that large feeling of what is half me about outside of just a couple of singles. So it's everyone starts to really get a feel for what the band is, form their own connection with it, and really get to have that like chance to sink their teeth into everything you guys have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, before we started the single rollout uh, with Rising, we um, we had singles where we, uh, with every single, we try to try out a new direction. And now with this album, we really have uh, sorted out our own style, our own take on the genre of metalcore. And it's, yeah, it's pretty cool to to have like a really long ten track product of music uh, within our bags and um, to, to yeah to finally found our yeah our way of making making music so that's pretty cool so with the singles that came before soma you said you kind of tried a bunch of different things was that to really figure out exactly where your sound was coming from and to experiment so that you guys could really get a feeling of how do we all work together how does our sound work together and when it comes to really forming that you know that debut album when we put it out in the world this is where our sound is coming from. This is where the core of it is. And now we can branch out from there. Was that really where the discovery part of this whole entire thing was from? Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Um, we, I think most of it was like, we are, we are a new band. We have everything, like our books are open. We can, we can do everything we want. And trying out new stuff with every release we we got uh, until there uh, was really shaping our 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 point of view and our yeah our craftsmanship because also we did uh, everything by ourselves it was all diy from mixing mastering video and songwriting and and all of that so uh, yeah it really sh shaped us and made the a great foundation to to what the album now is going to be so I kind of want to jump a little bit more into those the the singles that you guys had done in the past, specifically when it came to that DIY stuff that you guys had done, where you know you wrote everything yourself, recorded it, mixed it, mastered it, produced it, every aspect of it. You know, going into some and all of a sudden working with a larger team as well. Now with that experience in the back end, yeah, you know maybe you weren't as good as as some other people were because you know there's people that specialize in this kind of stuff. But with that experience. It allows you to understand the process more, understand how certain things work so that when it comes to writing the music that you want to write and it comes to having things come out the way you want them to come out, producing what you want to produce and sound the way you want to sound on that master track, then you have an idea of, okay, this piece goes here, this piece works like this. So you have a more further understanding of how this whole entire process works in terms of the creation of Half Me's music in more of that, you know, debut album full-length album professional setting instead of the diy roots yeah 100 percent. like we had like we tried out so many different things like we tried out different people to work with like before the album like before even writing the album we've had like a couple different people who mixed our songs we've had some videos shot like with different people it just like adds to all the experience that we tried to gain and i think like right now we're pretty nice spot where we are like still like fresh to the scene i guess or like fresh to the industry but at the same time we're still like trying to grind it out by ourselves yeah and also like with doing it ourselves in the past we kind of looked behind the curtain of how things are 
going to be done and it helped to understand what we really need when we work from with other people so what are the expectations and the requirements of like the person that shoots the video for us or mixes the song for us um so we still have the creative control over our songs and uh, not giving any any uh yeah any responsibilities to other guys just because we can't do it by ourselves so that's that's pretty pretty uh yeah it gives us a lot of freedom to to do art so that's cool it doesn't just give you the freedom to do art it also gives you the freedom of that knowledge base where especially in the music industry i've had a couple of conversations about this recently where there have been many times where people have been kind of taken advantage of or scammed by anyone, other people in the music industry. They're just trying to make money based on, you know, they say they can provide certain things. They say they can fully mix, master, maybe shoot the best video. But when it comes down to it, they necessarily cannot provide that. And they don't provide it in a way that you guys want to provide that or have that provide, I should say. And then you guys end up losing money on it. It puts the band further back at certain times. And you don't get the quality of uh, content that you want out in the world. But where this idea came from, where you guys are, you know, focused in on being able to do this yourselves at times, being able to go out and get the help you need, but understanding what all goes into it and still having that DIY feel where you're still constantly hungry, where you are tenacious enough to go after the people that you want to go after in terms of working with, in terms of being able to help out with this project. What happens at that is it maintains that mindset of, this is still our thing. This is still our baby. This is still exactly what we want to do. On top of that, we're not going to let someone come in and say they can do things without checking through it, making sure that it's exactly the way that we want it to be before, you know, making a big decision on it when it comes to music production, mixing, mastering, videos, distribution, whatever it might be. That hunger you guys still have inside of you guys and that drive you still have inside you guys that kind of like underdog, you know, we're still coming up young buck mentality is still very important to have because once those bigger bands get to that point and like that, that drive just goes out of their eyes, that look goes out of their eyes. It seems like at times, you know, maybe some more of the money that they're making ends up getting lost to people that are just kind of there to take a look yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, dude, we've made so many mistakes as well. And I, I feel like that's really important for, for us as well. And like for any other band that's starting out, um to like make mistakes and learn from them like to me that's like the best way to grow yeah absolutely and like I, also when when you come to dead ends when uh when when we work with other people um and then not like giving up or being okay we just need another person to do it and like have the mindset to then do it ourselves really push this forward to to uh yeah give like the most we can into our our music even though it means having stress with it having uh like uh time consuming weekends and uh weeks and stuff uh, with it so, weeknights even uh, <laughs> um but Anything. it's still but but uh when you when you really love what you do and really grow with it i think that's the best way any band can can grow with it when they really start doing it by themselves because that's where like the whole creativity uh, creativity comes from and um where, where you grow as a band i mean i don't say we're in a grown band we, i think we're still newcomers but i think we, for the creative process it's really really helpful to make it as much as possible by yourself 
Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing that you said, Christy, when it came to you guys have made a lot of mistakes in the past as well. Any, Ooh, yeah. any, any creative person, whether it's a band, an artist, myself for a podcast, whether it comes to anybody that's creating something and they're having those, that DIY, DIY aspect of it, naturally there's going to be mistakes that come in. We can look at history. We can look at other people that have done it. We can get as much advice as possible and we can see some of the pitfalls that other people have had. But we don't learn as well unless we make those mistakes ourselves. I'm not saying make every single mistake, but what I'm saying is for everyone else that's out there, yeah, you can learn as much as possible. You can go through and hear all the advice from other people that have done successful things in the music scene. But you're going to end up making mistakes on your own every now and again. And the key is to learn from them so that you can not make that mistake again, see how that mistake affected you in the long term, and prevent that from happening and make a better decision when it comes to, again, working on your on your music, writing it, getting it produced, getting it mixed, mastered, videos, distribution, everything around there. And yeah, you know, it's, at times it does consist of those long days, those long weekends where you're constantly putting the work in this, those long weeknights when you're just wanting to go to bed because, you know, oh man, you got to go to work in the morning still to still support yourself until this whole entire thing takes off. But you have to have that drive and tenacity to keep going forward. Otherwise, you know, what you have created for you with half me, that's, it's never going to go anywhere unless you're tenacious enough to continue on when you want to just, you know, call it quits for the day and put it off to the next yeah. day. Because if you call it quits for that day and you put it off to the next <laughs> day, that time that you had during that day to work on this and potentially make a massive improvement on the situation that you guys have at hand and improve the spot that you're in, that, that time frame is gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's like, like you waking up for 5.30 <laughs> in the morning to do a podcast, like the same shit. It's like the grind, the grind needs to be done. <laughs> So taking a look at the grind that you guys have been on, what have been some of like the more, more difficult challenges that you guys have come from when it came to starting the band to get into your first full, uh, full length album? What are some of those challenges that you guys have faced outside of the pandemic? Because we all went through the pandemic yeah. and I think everyone's a little bit tired yeah. of hearing about, you yeah. know, COVID and everything. Like, you know, let's leave that one in the past for a little bit. Yeah. 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 I, COVID what? <laughs> I think for, for songwriting, um, from from a songwriting perspective i think the most challenging part of it was like perfectionism like wanting to have like the really like the 10 out of 10 songs 10 out of 10 album every single needs to be like the massive masterpiece you imagine it it to be and overcoming those like like the, overcoming the little devil on your shoulder telling it's not perfect enough it's not good enough um yeah. was was a process because like some songs are like years old, uh, and when you grind it over and over again, um, you 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 start to lose like the perspective on like a fresh listener would listen to it. I think that was a pretty big part. Um, finding a common ground when it comes to songwriting, um, because you're always five people in a band and uh, five different tastes come together. Um, but I think we managed to uh, find a way where we all are more than happy with the songs we, we now written. So I think for me as a songwriter, perfectionism and like uh, finding a, finding a, a sound that really fits us all was the most challenging part for me. I think for a band as a whole, like we've been, like, I don't want to say struggling, but it's definitely getting used to like working with deadlines. Like when you're 
when you're producing an album, like when you're when you're actually signing to a record label that you've always wanted to sign on, um, it's kind of like, damn, now like we we've worked our asses off until we're here, and now like it feels like the real work, work like the real work. I'm sorry, um, just begins, you know. So it kind of is like working with um, deadlines and all that, like getting to know um, lots of different people, like improving your communication skills and just generally like improving your skills as a band, like each in their own like little profession. Like that's been definitely a challenge. Um, And I wouldn't want to say that we're like through this. I think that's like more of a, progress uh, like a process i'm sorry mm. yeah yeah i think i think looking at it not just as a like a weekend hobby uh where you just have fun yeah. in the in the rehearsal room but now it's like re- a project i i won't say uh, i wouldn't say it is a, like a part-time job but it's really time consuming now and it's really with deadlines with business context with responsibilities with like money involved with all of this uh it's it gained another level of like uh seriousness i would say and not 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 in a bad way but it's 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 just not just fun anymore and and just like drinking beer and and no it's it's still fun dude it's it's fun yeah yeah. (laughs) but it's not like you gotta like see we're we're all coming from different like amateur level bands, so we're not really used to doing all that shit, you know. Yeah. So so just like getting getting used to um, putting in the hours, that itself is a step that like uh, I wish I would have told my like eighteen year old self so that it's more prepared, kind of like. Yeah, and 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 for now, I think another struggle is. Um, like juggling this time frames between like full-time jobs and other responsibilities and other events and friends and family and stuff um i think that's also a big part of it now i mean it's not it's not a big problem but getting used to it and getting used to having your calendar really fully booked with band stuff and the other stuff is really uh it's, it's different from like like a student band that just jams on the weekend See, that makes a lot of sense. And I think the best thing that you said about there was the biggest thing is, you know, your schedule is going to be completely full. It's going to change. And it's not necessarily the fact that it's going to be the way it's getting used to it because you take a look at, you know, maybe what your friend's schedule look like, your family schedule looks like, and you want to be a part of that. And if you're working a full-time job and that's kind of all you're doing, like just kind of go with that, you know, very stereotypical, very standard lifestyle. Of, you know, you have a full time job, and then you it's you go to work, you go home after that, and then you have all this free time to do. You know, what you want to do with family, friends, everything around there, and the and you don't have anything else really added on there. So you have the time to be able to work alongside so many people. You get to see so many other people because you have that schedule. However, when it comes to having a band, and when it's you know not just a hobby when it's not just something that you jam with guys on the weekends when this is something that is absolutely serious that you are driven to do when it's your dream it's your passion it becomes another job as well it's called the music business for a reason because in your band it is a business you know you have yeah. different like you said business contacts you have a rec- you have a record label with a record contract you have contacts there you have obligations when it comes to 
writing music, when it comes to recording process, you have obligations when it comes to that mixing mastering, when it comes to making all the content that helps the band out in terms of videos, doing things like this. Concert I, tours, all, all of that. I mean, video shoots, we had like video shoots where we shot until 4 a.m. in the morning. Next day, we have another uh, other obligations and stuff. So I think that's a big part of it. And uh, when you still involved in the process with video making i mean i i shot and edited two of the releases for soma and chris is doing all the marketing because he's a freelance marketer um that's adding on to it like that's another like segment of time we need to schedule in and uh yeah it, it was stressful but we we are all just happy and uh really proud of it uh, of us uh and of the album so and if you weren't, if you if if you're not happy with it, you're not driven on it, then you're not going to be that successful band. Because yeah. when it comes to those bands that have really hit it big and the ones that are successful that are going out touring and are you know surviving and thriving, all based off of the workings of the band. Those are the bands that, you know, when they were young and they were just starting out, they went through every possible thing they could do in order to get to that point. They put in all those long hours. They're the ones that put in the extra time as well. They're the ones that had to sacrifice, you know, missing out time with your family, time with your friends. You want to go hang out with your friends and maybe go out for a night, but you had to get, you know, uh, you had you were working on a song and you needed to get it done. What, what was going to be more important, you know, maybe going out with your friends one night and having a good time or finishing that song. I'm not saying never go out with your friends because you want to be sure you want to make sure you have that perfect balance in your life yeah, of, absolutely. you know, relationships with family and friends, being able to enjoy life while also putting in all the work as possible. It's all about really finding that balance. And when you guys find that balance and are able to put your full energy into the band, we'll also be able to put your full energy into the relationships that you have, family and friends, everything else. And not have, you know, all that, like, not have that burnout happen or have that perfect balance of, I have this, 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 this. I have all the energy to do all these things and I have separated them out in a way that it works for me, in a way that works for my passion and my vision as well when it comes to half me. Then you guys have set it up to the point where you have, you put yourself in a position to be one of those successful bands where, you're going out on the road. You're touring constantly. You guys are having a blast with this because, of course, you know, if it wasn't fun, who would do this? You know, if it wasn't yeah. fun, who would put themselves in this position? But to be able to go out and put yourself out there, have a blast with this and have this be your passion and make, you know, make your living off of this and enjoy life as much as possible. That, that's a struggle that a lot of bands, ha every band has to go through. But it's a struggle mm. that not a lot of bands get through in the end and make it to the other yeah. side. So you have to have that tenacity and that drive to continue to go on even when you hit those roadblocks. Even when you hit those points where you just kind of want to be like, oh, man, I just want to stop. You got to just keep going at that point if you really want this and you have that drive and the tenacity to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a big part for me personally is um, that I think for the project half, half me, it was never intended for me personally to have like a big, uh, like a big impact with it. I just wanted to have like really great songs. I just wanted to jam with. Uh, I wanted to be like fully um, satisfied with with the artistic process process of it, um, and just wanted to 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 let it grow, not with the big numbers in mind. But just as um, as a personal project where I can grow with with it, and I think 
that's also a big part um when you when you have a band when you just see the end goal and just want to have like this step done or when i when i get to the record label i i'm i'm happy with it and i think now being on a record label i think uh it really opened our eyes that uh like the record label itself is not just like a like a like a like a like a goal or the end goal um it's just the proof of you're a band that works on itself and we are we are eager to to help you out or to to work with you together to grow you more as a band not like the the record label saves our lives or like it pushes us up to to the sky um like uh, number wise and i think uh, that's a pretty important part of uh, when you do when you do the work do it for the art and for the music and for yourself not just for numbers and for reach yeah 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 see now that definitely makes... like for the excitement as well like yeah, if we absolutely. wouldn't be excited to like fucking play shows or tours even then i guess we wouldn't just do it yeah like we're we're not uh like i said earlier we're not 18 year old youngsters anymore like we're still fucking hungry and we want to get it you know but like we we try to be as strategic as we can with it at the same time so that we just like be efficient and like doing as much as we can from our ends like that's i think the best way to like if you want to say invest your time in it yeah being yeah. realistic it's, being yeah. realistic and humble but still hungry i think that's yeah. like round to that Oh, yeah, you have to have that hunger still in there. But I did like to say, Chris, you have to have that, like, you know, you have to be realistic about it as well. Because when, you, when you're when you 18 and you're doing this stuff, you know, it seems like you have the whole world in front of you. And you can get by with a lot of, with a lot of, like, smaller things as well. Because when you're 18, it's, you know, your responsibilities as an adult are incredibly minimal. Because you, you never had yeah, anything, geez. you know, beforehand. It was, you're a kid, you're living with your parents, you're going to school. And that was your responsibility. I now, miss when you're, those times. Yeah. So now, so, so now when you're out, times. so now, yeah, everyone misses those times where, you know, you could have the ability to do anything and you had the responsibility of nothing added on to it. But of course, as time goes on, you know, you, you, in order to feed your passion or to feed your drive or to, you know, feed into the fact that, you know, you need to support yourself in some way to be able to continue to make music. You got to be able to make money at some point. Of course, you're going to have to get a job while you continue to build on this. So responsibilities come in there. All of a sudden, you never know what else. Family responsibilities. You might end up in a relationship. You might get married. You might have kids. So there's more, more things that get piled on top of there. So you're going to have to have those responsibilities continue to work alongside your passion with music and trying to be able to build something off of it. But you're going to have to balance everything out as well so that you can, again, be as effective as possible in each and every aspect. And the other thing that you said, too, when it came to, you know, you don't want to just do this and have like, OK, we got to get to this point. This is the goal. It's this is the goal. If you're constantly chasing the next goal, the next goal, the next goal, and you're trying to get say if once we hit this, this is where, you know, we're going to get to that point where we're going to be happy. We can enjoy this. You're never going to enjoy it if you're constantly thinking that the next point of the process is the part that you're going to enjoy. If you're enjoying that process of getting to that point, if you're enjoying the process of grinding it out, making the music, playing those live shows, creating those interactions between people and the band as well in that live setting, having people go cra crazy as all hell in mosh pits to you guys. I mean, if you're not enjoying that, then you're never going to enjoy it. If you're enjoying the little things about this, then you're going to enjoy 
every aspect about it. And in the end, even those aspects that seem like the struggles, the grind, and just the like, oh man, you know, this is kind of tough. In the end, those would be the aspects you look back and you're like, you know, it was tough, but that was still a lot of fun. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like before every release, I think my most anticipated time of the process is like uh like before the release, just before the release. Like like the two days before the release is like my most fun time for the release and like when it comes out and people react to it. But I think every time I hear a song after it's released, I just lose interest and want to do the next thing and not like uh yeah gain all the the attention it gets and i think that's also a big part like love the process love like doing what you what you do with the music and um not just look look on the look on the releases and the attention it gets well then once once summer releases you know i know those couple of days before summer releases you're going to be all excited you're going to be yeah. real happy injected but then once summer releases what's your mindset going to be like if are you going to just be like okay you know now it's out there People are listening to it. People are jamming to it. People are liking it. Now we got on to the next thing. Is that where your mindset's oh, gonna yeah. go? He, for me, for me, for he's me, already yeah. like he's already. I'm not gonna spoil, but he's he's already writing new songs. So I guess that's where yeah. his mind is at. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm not the one doing the marketing in the band. That's like the other Chris doing. So I think he's the one that starts his engines when when the releases come. Um, but for me, it's like, yeah, I, I just lose interest <laughs> after the release. I don't know why it's, why it, why it is that way, but after it gets out, I'm just like, ah, oh, Jesus, I heard this like 200 times. I need to, to have something, something new. See, I can understand that, but there's also comes another piece here that really stands out to me and is something that every band needs to understand as well. Whether you're the biggest band in the world, you're just a band that's coming up or even where you guys are, where it's your first release ever. As a full-time record, I yeah. say you guys have released music before, but your first release is a full-time record. When it comes down to it, it's every member of the band is going to have different responsibilities. Every member of the band is going to have a different mindset and their minds are going to work differently in terms of what they get most excited about and the parts of the process where they're like, eh, you know, not really for me. So being all excited, you know, continuing to create these songs, go through the process of it, and then right as it's about to come out and all of a sudden, you know, I'm already working on new songs. It's like, you know, we've worked on these so long. I've heard these but then you got up the other Chris here who's get, gets his engines revved up and is marketing this stuff and is really going full force into it. Yeah. You know, you're differentiating between what people are excited about, what people are good at, what gets them going around the process of making music, being in a band. And by differentiating and um, kind of sharing those and uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way, like divvying out all those expe like expectations, and all those duties, what happens is you find the people in the band that are more suitable for that, where they get excited about that. So when they're when you're working on this stuff, when it comes to writing the music, producing the music, marketing it, getting it out there in every process from whenever you create the song and you first conceptualize it till it's release, you're in a point where someone, whoever's working in there, is going to continue to have that hunger and that drive to go the extra mile and isn't just doing it based off of obligation. It's a very smart thing to do that successful bands do, successful businesses do, and that mindset is something that's going to be something that takes you guys far in the long run. I think circling back to the DIY phase of our band, I think that comes from there where like um, I wrote the songs, our other guitarist recorded, produced uh, the songs, mixed and mastered it. I done the video 
uh, Chris done the marketing. I think because we we are used to making this progress of like phase one, phase two, phase three, where everyone has a different uh, responsibility. I think that comes from there. And for now, we really separated where the um, where the work areas are. I mean, I'm just for video and for songwriting. Chris uh, does like the the lyrics and all, the whole marketing stuff. Um, our other guitarist is for the whole producing stuff responsible. We have one that does just just finance and the drums. Mm -hmm. So by focusing on like the aspects of of the band, um, um, and by having just one person reliable for this, I think it makes this this, this decisions more uh, efficient and more uh, yeah more easy to 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 come, and it just clears up the whole bunch of information that uh, comes in for, for a band like us yeah and it just builds momentum as well yeah like it just builds speed so like we we can make decisions way more quick or like we can get out songs way more quick um like compared to when we just started out and like everyone was all over the place you know yeah everyone had an opinion on like the little steps and that just yeah us back like so. the small little leaders but that's also i like uh kind of i think that's based on like the fear of like doing this mistake or doing this mistake and like everyone's so afraid to like not do shit in the end and we're like here to do something right so yeah. that's kind of like where where i'm like like where i'm coming from that's like yes. the point of perfection perfectionism yeah. we, we talked about. Yeah. That's like the lesson we learned. <laughs> yeah, really, screw that. <laughs> yeah, because even like bringing it back to the perfectionism aspect of it, if if you're so concerned about, you know, making the right decision, constantly having the debates with everyone, and it's like we want to make the right decision so we don't make that mistake and we don't get put in that position, the fear of just making that decision and the fear of potentially what could happen is going to be a main driver in not making the right decision or not making yeah. a decision at all or taking so much time to make that decision that you the decision you guys might make in that aspect might be the right decision a month ago. But now yeah. it's the wrong decision because you kept debating about you're afraid to make that decision because you want it to be absolutely perfect. Yeah, you kinda, you're just you, never going to know. Yeah, you kind of you kind of just ruined it that aspect. I mean, there's another time too where I've I've heard the story from my favorite band Rise Against where their their most popular song Savior. They want like their lead singer Tim McGrath wanted to cut it from the record because when he was working with it, all of a sudden he changed up a certain melody or a certain pattern in the chorus and he didn't feel as connected to it. And he didn't want to put it on there because it didn't sound perfect to him. But they end up putting it out there anyway. He's like, it's the song I connect with the least on the record, but it's the song that the fans connect with the most. So even at times, you know, if you're, you might want it to be absolutely perfect, you might want to have that sing, thing sound perfect to you, but just because it doesn't sound absolutely perfect or the decision doesn't seem like the absolute perfect thing, you're trying to kind of find the thing that's going to be the, without an unequivocal best decision, you know, you might have already stumbled upon it. You might have stumbled upon it, but because you're so focused in on something else that time just goes by and then whatever you created kind of just gets lost in the shuffle then yeah, yeah. you're just never gonna know like for example we, we've just uh, dropped a song called ex negativo and we've had a feature guest on it and like we just were super fine with how the feature was placed and like where in the song it is and we're we're all like super happy with it so we just want to like just like put it out like we, we don't give a shit if anybody thinks that's the right spot or not and like 
now it's out and we've heard some people say like um like i i, I wouldn't put it like put the feature part uh, like like where it is right now like yeah. i would change this and that but if we wouldn't like make this decision like quickly or just like get to the point where we are like yeah let's let's get it let's do it like this then we still would probably have not put out this song yet you know what yeah so absolutely yeah. Yeah, you guys might still be in the studio trying to put this thing together and yeah, right. then someone doesn't come out for another, you know, six, seven months. And then by that time, you know, 2023 it would have been, you know, mostly passed. And when it came to getting, you know, half me's name out there, once again, when it came to playing live shows, when it came to getting more new music out there, based on that perfection aspect, you guys may have come out with a record at a time when so many other bands are coming out with records where it, it's a lot harder to get noticed in terms of, notoriety yeah, in terms of people sure. getting into it because you know friday comes along it's always new release day and the last thing you want to do is have your album all of a sudden get pushed back further and further and be on a release day where it was like in 2022 it's like a release day where you're having to compete with varials lorna shore nothing more yeah. and we came as romans all on yeah. the same day yeah absolutely and another part of it is we i also uh read like comments where they really loved how we sectioned like the feature where they really loved that we just used him or used marcus for for the verse and nothing else and that proves to me you can never please anyone and uh, when you can't do that why not do just shit you love like even if it's weird weird is just another word for like unique and shit that nobody else does so Okay. You want to you want to take a look at my notes that I put on for X Negativo as well, it's like because when you brought Marcus into there as well, I understand where some people are coming from. Where it's oh man, this feature doesn't necessarily it feels like it doesn't make sense here, but I think a lot of the reason might be is because as mu as music lovers and as music listeners, we're always used to the feature coming in literally at the exact same spot, and it's always yeah. usually in the bridge where it's just it, okay that class absolutely fits here. But you guys, it was like once the verses kicked in, all of a sudden here comes Marcus and it was just like, oh, this is a little different, but it's something that cues in. And what I really liked about it as well, because his vocal style ended up contrasting against Chris's and it provided this heavier feel to like the decisions that were being made in this entire song as well from where I was looking at it from like a, a theoretical and a lyrical perspective. It just... The difference between the two already starting out, especially beginning the song, it stands out to create such a dichotomy and a difference differentiation between when it comes to one sound being not as heavy as the other. And it just it, it's it's an interesting balance and contrast where it stuck out better than if it would have been, you know, we're listening to this song, okay, you know, first verse, pre-chorus, chorus, second verse, pre-chorus, chorus. All right, here comes Marcus in the bridge to give us a little bit of a different feel. Then the chorus comes in once again. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been tr it's been tried and true so many times. Don't get me wrong, it's a great formula because it's worked so well, but you know, that doesn't work all the time. I think I think uh, a big part of us uh was uh like thinking this was, was the best way was it's still our debut album. It's 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 not a track where we want to just uh, put focus on having a feature and like clinging to another artist and to gain to gain uh, like uh like attention for it it's still a song from us it's still uh like uh, um we it's still our de debut and um having the part in the beginning with marcus was uh it was so uh, like 
fitting that he was on the on the verses because it had like a really hardcore feel to it and we wanted to have like just a segment and where he gets gets to shine and puts his 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 style and his art into the uh, in, into the song and after that we wanted to to not get the the spotlight back but you know what i mean it's like it's it's still our product and we i think a lot of features are just there to like connect just to have them like just, just to, have to have them, them. just yeah. to have the name that's just what to, i wanted like, to say, yeah. get the promo just to get the like extra likes and clicks and all that and views but it's really been like i've been listening to marcus's old band like since 2014 like i've been a fan of his uh vocal style since like almost 10 years now so it's really been this as well like having him on this part like it was when we wrote the song i remember we were like dude we gotta get marcus on that and i mean you've heard the album um this is pretty much the only feature that's on it so it's really not about just having a big name or having a feature it's, it was just like having this guy would be sick and so we just like yeah let's fucking do it let's ask him. having an artist that fits our music yeah. was like the most important thing of it Oh, absolutely. And I understand where other people can come from too, where it's, you know, a lot of times, you know, people have features, especially bands that are upcoming and emerging. It's they have songs that have features from some bigger artists as well. And it's, and those artists do work in those songs as well, but there are times where you can tell it's like, okay, this feature is definitely being played out there because of the connectivity between, you know, how it's going to drive people to the album. And I think, and the only example I've really found of like, you know, where it's, I've heard it called out like that, but also the feature worked really, really well was the band Thousand Below. They came up with them called Hell Finds You Everywhere at the uh, beginning of December for 2022. And the first, first song, it was the titular song, but it featured Noah Sebastian from Bad Omens. And with how big Bad Omens is, you know, it's a complete yeah. draw. And it's like, okay, you know, you're going to want to take a look at this. You listen to the song and Noah's feature on it really brings forward a different perspective on the song as well. Yeah. So it absolutely fits in. But at the same time, when I talked to uh, James from the band, well, he's like, yeah, we put that out there first because one who puts a feature out there first, it does stand out. And it's just something that helped gain attention. But again, the feature has to work out as well in order for absolutely. it to absolutely balance out. So when it came to you guys, you know, you're putting the feature in there because it's something that you guys want. It's something that works for you guys in terms of how the song is being presented, how you want this whole entire story from Executivo to be presented to us as listeners. And it creates that dichotomy again and that differentiation between Chris's vocal style and Mark's vocal style. So we get two different perspectives on the song at the exact same time. However, it's not just there to be like, we we're having this here to sell records. No, 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 no. Because if you just have a feature in there to sell records, which when you look at it, there's a lot of times we can see that happen. It's those features end up falling rather flat because the like the like the 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 whole entire connectivity, the whole entire collaboration style is just the feeling of the song just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think Marcus also told us um, that it, it was his first feature, like after like creating Throne, and he he decided to do it just because it was like having his own part, not being on the on the pit call before the breakdown, not being like uh, presented as a as an extra, just uh, like a. I think for me it it feels like a cooperation between Chris and Marcus for the song. It's it's not like 
that Marcus is there to to uh, just support it. It's it's mm-hmm. more like a he has his part in this song because he he needs to be there. Yeah, and and with having him have his part and feel like he needs to be there as well. When you listen to the song, it again it feels like he fits right in there because the mindset is in there, the believability is in there from him and you guys. The passion is both in there from him and you guys as well. It, it stands to reason that you know the feature was in there because the feature helped make the song better. It helped make the song what it is. And because both parties between the band members of Half Me and Marcus as well really collaborated well on this and you gave him a part where it didn't seem like it was just a add in there. It was something that, you know, he could create. It was actually more of a mer- a, a full part of the song instead of you get the bridge and that's it. No, 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 no. You get something like this and it stands out. Yeah, Absolutely. So when it comes to the rest of Soma as well, because I know, you know, it comes out on the 17th. What other songs are you guys really excited for people to get a chance to listen to and really sink their teeth into? Because I'm always curious to hear what you guys are like, okay, this song I'm excited for people to hear. I'm not asking you for like, what's your favorite song on the record? Because asking for a band to pick their favorite song on the record is like asking a parent to pick their favorite child. They're just not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the next single that comes out with the album release, I mean, it's not a single, it's uh, um, it's, it's just a release. Um, I Am But A Guest in Exile is for me pretty exciting because it rounds up like like um, lyrically and like thematically the whole concept of the album. Um, yeah. Because we, we started with Trauma Culture introducing like the theme of the album and that gives it like a like an end and like a like a finale kind of vibe. And it's also like a pretty like um, different kind of songwriting style. So I'm pretty excited to to hear what the people think of it. That's funny. No, I don't know. No, what Chris... no definitely. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris. Well, what other song or what song would you say are you most excited about too? Because I would also like to go in a little bit of what Chris just said around. I'm not a guest, but I'm I'm but a guest in exile. Yeah, sure. Like that that song's definitely like on my top three, I guess. Like top three children, if you want to say so. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the ten or twelve songs, um, I'm kind of like. I'm I'm kind of like a sucker for like electronic parts as well. So we got a song on the album called Distort, and this one's got like some electronics going on, and I like that a lot as well. And what I also like really love was working on the interludes, kind of like you know we we've worked with friends of ours and with Jonathan Dolis um, from Concrete Studios, and he's been bringing in some like real like crazy stuff for the interlude uh, for like one of the interludes and then another friend of us brought in some like orchestra stuff for the second interlude I'm talking about and yeah I'm I I like interludes so that's I don't know that's maybe like a random pick but definitely those <laughs> see I can see that as well especially with that first instrumental interlude we had with Zenit because well, I'm thinking yeah. of my notes in it right now. It was like, you know, it had more of that electronic feel to it because it's like, you know, there's some electronic tapping to it with a higher pitch that sounds kind of instrumental. 
but then the guitars and the more electronics in the back get heavier to build kind of what's to come. And it kind of felt like that leading moment in, I was kind of thinking about the matrix and that leading moment where all of a sudden like Neo's about to exit the matrix for the first time and wakes up and sees the real world. It was like yeah. getting to that moment. And as an interlude, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel this, this, this feeling of this build, this energy build going into proxy right afterwards. And my hope was, you know, I kind of feel a little bit of this interlude in terms of the transitional period, how Itch for the Cure by Bring Me the Horizon, their post-human survival horror EP in 2020, then all of a sudden led into Kingslayer, which featured Bay Metal. And it's, I don't, like, I love that, I love the song Kingslayer, but if you have Itch for the Cure beforehand and then go into it, yeah. your mindset is so much more amped up for it. Yeah. And it was the same thing here, because I'm listening to Proxy, I was like, okay, when it comes to that Zenit tra uh, transition instrumental, you've got the you got this new feeling of just like we're coming out of this, we're 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 coming to something even grander, we're coming to some big realization or some or coming to some big sound, and then Proxy hits and it's like it takes it right where it leaves off and keeps driving with it to the next step, which is which made total sense to me. I'm like, I don't really want to listen to Proxy unless Zenit's in front of it, man. I don't want to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then even going into, of course, I Am But A Guest in Exile, when it came to me listening to it, I'm like, you know, this has a little bit of a different flair and a different feel to it because listen to your guys' styles. Well, of course, we get that metal course down there. We get the hardcore sound there. We get the new metal and 90s influence, this one. But this one, I'm like, this is a little bit different because it had a little bit more of like this thrash metal influence with more of this modern metal plus hardcore style. And yeah. it really created something, you know, a little bit different on the album, but also still really cool in the end. Kind of like, you know, we're returning back from some sort of abyss with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, that song definitely hit like the from a from a songwriting perspective, the the, the sweet spot, like being modern, being like uh, like metal, but not like metal core and li like this this combination of of old kind of like beats and uh drum patterns with modern backings and like electronics um is kind of the way i really love to see the band at like be being as simple as possible but ex as exciting as possible with like old kind of patterns with modern influences <laughs> um and that's what i really like about the song because it mixes so much into one one kind of track yeah i'll say kind of like executing your creativity in the simplest manner in terms of yeah. you have all these different ideas all these different influences you guys work within so you guys have the ability to create so many different sounds and styles with your music with all these influences that you have and of course you're going to want to make them work together to come out with something that you really are passionate about and really makes sense to you guys when it comes to we want this song out in the world but the biggest issue that bands that have that kind of style run into is how do you make everything run together how do you make everything work yeah. together and then what you guys did, it's like, you know, we know what we're doing. We're just going to keep this stuff simple so that we're not constantly having these complexities where we're going from one spot of the song to the next. And these massive transitions have to happen in order to get you to that point where we can go from this spot to this spot to this spot. And all the influences are still there. All the sound that we want is still there. But from a listener's perspective, we're just flowing from one spot to the next. And we're able to just go from beginning to end and really get lost in it without having to make these sharp left turns in our mind. Like, okay, now we got to go to this way. Now we got to go this way. Where are we yeah. going? No, no, no. It's yeah. like, 
all these different influences. It's like, instead of like going these sharp turns, like we're taking these nice curves and we're drifting around them. It's like, we're having fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being, being like, um, being as simple as possible and having still like this push and pull effect with the song and being a solid record it's, it's pretty hard to combine all of that it's it's uh it's not easy but i think with with the album we wanted to have like 10 tracks that feel good to hear uh one after another because i think a, a lot of metal tracks point to uh, an end where they all need, need to be heavy they all need to be groundbreaking and uh yeah smash in the face and i think with a 10 track album it's different to um to lead the listener from from beginning to end and so you have to really make make the turn smooth and not as as uh uh yeah as ex as extreme and uh heavy so yeah I appreciate reason, that you that, that you listened to, uh, and and heard it. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. But another reason why I think bands have been doing that a lot more lately, when it comes to having those grander feels to it, those heavier feels to it, and you know, when you listen to an album, it doesn't necessarily sound like it fully is cohesive one to the next. I think another big reason behind that too is just the way that music is consumed these days, and the way that music is you know really released because when it comes to streaming services you know i've seen you've seen more and more artists just do the singles route or do the ep route so these songs it's like you know they're they're kind of microcosms within themselves they don't really come together and mesh necessarily as fully well on an album to the point where if you're trying to play these in a live setting you're going from one to the next sometimes it can sound a little clunky because the idea the mindset and the whole entire energy driven style from these songs they might not necessarily match up together but you know people want to hear this one after this one so you got to put it on the uh, set list and you could be going from super duper heavy to all of a sudden okay now we're gonna bring it down heavy down it's just the energy can go all the way up and down and by the time people are at the end of it it's like we're kind of exhausted because we're constantly going from let's go and do this motherfucker to mm. now i'm sad yeah absolutely but when it comes to what you guys especially did with Soma, when it comes to flowing every aspect through it, I mean, the, the album flows from one spot to the next. You guys are creating this experience that goes from one spot to the next. And when you're listening to it as well, I mean, the heaviness is there. The energy is there from that metal, metalcore, hardcore inspiration with that new metal 90s vibe as well. All that, all that energy is there. And if that energy wasn't there, then would we be this energetic at this early in the morning if, you know, I hadn't <laughs> listened to the album before we started this? Well, maybe I would have been. I don't know. But, you know, it, it definitely helped. I'll put it that way. <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I think um, another part was like we, we, were, we were used to releasing singles one after another. And every single had like three months time in between where we can work on what, just one song. And now creating one whole LP as a, as a whole and with a theme that really strings from beginning to an end and uh connects everything i think that was a challenge and i think uh for us we really are all happy how we how we turned uh turned the table and and how we how we created it and for our debut album i think we're all pretty happy but still not uh thinking that's the end and excited to to push to push more forward Hey, if you guys weren't happy with it, then there'd be no point in releasing it if you guys didn't enjoy it. So that's that's always a big thing to remember. That's that's not 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 what what I was saying. I think um, being humble and being uh, like 
not saying it's the best best album ever released that's that, that's what i wanted to say it's 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 at, at a point where we all eager to release it and really happy to to have it there and um where we all think that it really created a a, a new level a new like fundament, fundamental stage of creativity for us i think that's what i wanted to say kind of uh all right, gotcha. Now I understand where you're coming from. One other thing still before... Still a banger album, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, still Don't a banger album. Let's not discount that. One other thing before we wrap this up is once some releases on September... Or, that's not September. Screw that. I'm already thinking way too late. February 17th, 2023. I'm, I'm going to blame my morning brain on that one. Yeah, so yeah. yeah that's fine. We'll just, you know, knock it a little bit. But after the album is released, of course, you know, there's still the rest of the year to go. So... Once it's once it comes out, once it's released, what other plans do you guys have for 2023 going forward so that everyone that listens to the album that gets into Half Me can be excited and like, oh, we get even more stuff still coming from them, whether it's, you know, live dates, whether it's being able to, you know, be in those mosh pits for you guys going absolutely ape crazy. Maybe it's something, you know, cool still happen later in the year. If you guys can't give any specifics, I totally understand. But what else you guys got coming up after the release of Soma to, you know, keep this train and keep this momentum going. Yeah. So there's not too much stuff we can specifically announce yet, but there's definitely going to be a lot more live shows. Like, like we're a European band, so we're like for the European audience, that's especially important for them. Like um, playing all over, all over Germany, of course, like we're touring for this album as well. Um, we're putting out some uh, new merch and all that shit. And we got the vinyls, we got, everything revolving around the whole goddamn album and yeah we're pretty excited to just like have it out there and present it as much as we can like play play nice shows play a couple festivals this summer so that's where we are headed and as i said earlier this crazy guy is already writing the new stuff so there's always something new in the pipeline you know Always Absolutely. something new in the pipeline. Just keeping up with good old Limp Biscuit. Just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey man, there's there's, there's no knock, no knocking the Limp Biscuit. I mean, in the end, we're all just doing this for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> the nookie, love it. Oh, I, I I can't help it, man. If I could throw a Limp Biscuit reference in there, I'm yeah. going to. But I mean, that just makes Thank it God. more. It makes it more exciting for especially from the European fan aspect of it because. They're going to get a chance to see you guys perform live at some point during this year, given the dates you're going to be performing on, given the tours you might be going on, given some festival dates you might be playing as well. Yeah. And, and once it comes out too, it's just going to be, you know, people are going to get into it. You know, people are going to enjoy it. It's going to be like, when's the next Half Me record coming out? And all of a sudden, Chris can be saying there, sitting, you know, I'm currently writing stuff for it. I've been writing yeah. stuff for the next one for a while. So, um, you know, the, 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 the machine that we've created, the machine that is Half Me, our passion it doesn't stop it just keeps going and keeps yeah. going it's not like we put out a record it's like okay now we're just gonna sit on that one for a while it's you're constantly creating you're constantly keeping that momentum going you're constantly keeping the passion up with it as well and it's gonna be something where that continued passion that continued drive that continued tenacity in order to continue to build this band and build it to where you want it to be is gonna be the thing that keeps you going and gets you closer and closer to that every step of the way. It's gonna put you in a great position to do it. You guys just gotta keep putting in the work to do it. And it seems like you guys are more than willing and more than able and more than continuing to do that. We will. Hell yeah. 
yeah and also you guys in the u.s you keep spending our shit like that's insane like we we got we got so many listeners from the u.s we really appreciate that and who knows what's coming next yeah what what can i say there's a lot of people in the u.s that love heavy heavy music it's I mean, I I love it. I'm talking to you guys, and I love this stuff. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean, my, I mean, if it's not if I'm not doing a podcast, my only my other favorite place to be is in the middle of a crowd. All of a sudden, band goes on stage, and you see that crowd open up, and it's like, okay, people are ready to go crazy on each other. Yeah, I'm the one that's in the middle of that whole entire thing. Nice, nice. The best guys in the in the crowd, yeah. Love it. yeah nice. Oh, oh, oh! We will, we will happily throw each other, ourselves into each other. We will happily be throwing shoulders, push each other. If someone gets knocked down, someone's getting picked right back up. And by the end of the show, people are high fiving each other, hugging each other because even if it's heavy music, even if it's aggressive, it's it's still something that connects us all. And it's still a whole family vibe. And you guys, what you created with Soma, man, I want to see that live. I want to be in those pits. Like, need some more money to go over to Europe now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. Yes, please. <laughs> let's make let's make it happen. Well, guys, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do at the end of the episode is give my guest, which is both the Chris's in this chance, a chance to say whatever you guys want to say, plug wherever you want to plug, promote whatever, promote at the end of the episode. So, guys, the floor is yours. Man, <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. Like, we got so many people to shout out. I think they all know who they are. Um, like, we've worked with so many incredible people creating this album. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it where it is. Uh, shout out to the guys at the Rising Empire, of course, yes. uh, for having us on and like putting in the work together with us. Um, that's fucking insane. And yeah, keep go spinning listen. our shit. Go listen to Soma. Yeah, man. Keep spinning it. Keep rolling, rolling. Keep, keep rolling. rolling. Yeah. And shout out to you to adding us like in yeah, five thirty in the morning. That's that, that's that's grind. But I love that's it. That's nuts, man. Hey, hey, it, it was a hundred percent worth it. It was going to be a hundred percent worth it. Even, you know, before we even started, I'm like, this is worth it. And at the end of the episode, yeah, it was worth it. There's no doubt about it. So now it's time for me to close this podcast Sweet. with three things. Remember Soma by half me comes out on February 17th. So the best thing to do at that time is start to follow the band online. Make sure you're spinning that shit. Make sure you're streaming it, pre-saving the album, you know, pre-ordering them ordering some merch, getting ready to see these guys live, just following them on everything you can. So best way to do that is go to the description of the podcast, say find half me online. There's gonna be links and labels for social media accounts where you can watch the YouTube videos, where you can go get some merch, where you can go make sure you're in the know when it comes to them announcing live shows, where they're going to play, where you can get tickets and where you can pre-order somewhere where you can, you know, pre uh, save it, all that kind of stuff where you can stream it when it comes out, where it will be. So go down there, click and share click save click subscribe click buy click follow click stream whatever it is it's all there for you i'm literally doing all the legwork for you all you gotta do is click it's that simple it is that simple you're doing a fantastic job in promoting this man i feel kind of bad for it now <laughs> like you're even doing better than us hey, like, I'm just... but yo to anyone listening right now like if you've made it this far in the podcast send us a dm and tell us what your favorite um Limp Bizkit song is right now Ooh. Do it. That's a good idea. Do it. I, I'm I'm a big fan of rolling. I'm just gonna put it right there. I'm a big fan of rolling. Yeah. Or I'm or break stuff because you know who doesn't like break stuff at the nah, same time. Yeah. Stuff for me. Yes. 100%. I just saw a video of Flint Biscuit like on, on like Facebook recommended it to me, like from 1994 or something. Like they've been super heavy back then already. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, what the fuck? I, I like 
Yeah, well, that was crazy already. Like that. So. God, Godfathers of New Metal. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, now it's time for my second thing, and I'm glad we brought up Limp Bizkit this. So whenever I have a guest on the podcast, I enjoy it on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise to them as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast and as a way for me to say I'd like to continue to support the band in the future. And you guys are continuing this trend of me having to make this promise, so thank you for that. So my promise to you guys is this. It starts out with when. When implies that this is going to happen. We just have to have a date and time. When I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, because you know I'm going to be the crazy dude in the pit going absolutely ape crazy. So my promise to you guys is this. When I see you perform live for the first time, first round's on me. Nice. <laughs> Lovely. Second round on us. Yep. So hold me, hold me to that. If I see you guys, I'll, if you guys, you know, I'll see you guys perform live, I'll make my way over the merch. He'll be like, hi guys. He'll be like, oh, hey, what's up? You getting that first round? I'll turn around and go to the bar and be like, I got you guys, but I got to get your order. I got to get your order. What, what, what can I say? I don't want to just, I don't want to give you guys like, oh yeah, here's a, here's a shot. You might not want to know if you want a drink, I'll get you a freaking drink. That's nice. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just get the second round right after. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. And now as we bring this podcast to the inclusion, I cannot in all good conscience end it by saying goodbye because that is way too final. I made you guys a promise to see you perform live and I will make good of that promise. First round's on me, of course. And this is not the time I'd like to have you guys in the podcast. I would love to have you guys back on again in the future because this was a lot of fun to talk to you guys. And I do not want to have this be a one-off thing. So is this goodbye? Nah. Nope. This is. I'll see you later. See you later. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Chris and Chris from the band Half Me Out of Germany. And, of course, now it's time for the new segment, which is Kevin's final thought. Really, one thing that stuck out to me was... When it came to Half Me was just the fact that they said, you know, even when they're continuing to do this stuff, even as they're not 18 years old anymore, as the responsibilities come in, as different parts of the business come in for the music industry, you know, they have to have a certain drive and this certain tenacity in order to continue to do the things they want to do, in order to continue to maximize on their on their lives, basically, because you have different responsibilities, you know, family, friends, and work whatever it might be and I relate to that as well because you know when it comes to the podcast I love doing this stuff this is my favorite thing to do it is a lot of hard work just like being in a band well maybe being in a band is harder I mean because there's a lot of other things that go into it at the exact same time as well traveling touring working with a bunch of other people at the exact same time collaborating all that good stuff but what they what stood out to me from this conversation was when they're talking about the drive and the tenacity to continue to do this stuff that you still need it there that you still need to be driven for it even with all that stuff there, because at that point in time, then you're going to be able to uh, look through and work exact, work out exactly how you're going to be able to do these things. You're going to be able to look and understand what the what what the um what the perfect balance is for all of these things as well. You need to find that perfect balance in order to be able to go after everything you want in life. Can you have that drive to it? Can you have that passion to do it? Not get bogged down by the perfectionist aspect of it. And in the end, think about this too. There's going to be plenty of people out there, plenty of other artists, plenty of other creatives out there that are going to try and, you know, achieve the same goal you are because a lot of us want to achieve the same stuff. We want to find that happiness for ourselves. We want to create stuff for ourselves. We want to be as creative as possible, but you have to continue to work at it as hard and as possible as you did right when you started, when you were your most inspired, when you were most hungry for it. Find a way to keep that hunger, find a way to keep that drive is very very infectious think about the rocky movies as well i mean you, you look at you know when rocky one and rocky two again now i'm going a little bit movies rocky one rocky two i mean he was you know not in the best position in terms of financial stats. 
I mean, down on his luck, really struggling through it, and the drive to continue to win is what put him over the top. Then you go to Rocky Three with the first fight with Clubber Lang, when now, as Mickey said, Rocky, you got civilized. So it was that that drive and that 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 look in his eye, that that passion, that tenacity, that aggression to keep going after your dreams. It wasn't there anymore, and he got beat in the second round. Then all of a sudden, you know, he's training with Apollo and doesn't have that drive and tenacity. But then when he gets it back, I mean, you see what happens. So it's all about maintaining that drive, tenacity, and that focus to really, really keep it going. And that's, I think, the thing to take away from here. No matter what happens, keep that drive, keep that focus, keep that tenacity. Are we keeping that drive, focus, tenacity? I woke up and did this podcast at 5 in the morning before work. Yeah. I got a full day ahead of me, too, after this, but... It's the best way to start out the day. Be sure to follow along with Half Me on social media as well because the Soma is coming out on February 17th. So the best way to do that is go straight to the podcast where it says find Half Me online. Links, labels, everything for you guys to get into the band. Follow along, subscribe to them, watch YouTube videos, buy some merch, and of course, pre-save and pre-download the album as well. Pre-order the album or stream it and listen to it when it's out. You know, it's all down there for you. Please follow along with the Corporate Grudge Podcast as well. Please subscribe. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio. So you get all these podcasts and enjoy every minute of it and learn more about your favorite bands. Learn more about just life in general and just have a blast with it. Also, follow along with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well for little snippets of the podcast. You guys get in bite-sized chunks at the exact same time as well. Find out other bands that come to the podcast, talk with us, connect with us, and join us on our Wednesday live stream on Instagram every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central. Also want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Link's for the podcast. Thank you guys for having me once again. I will see you guys in the pit. And that's going to be for you guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, hearty. See y'all. Yeah.